the Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke from the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 through 40, and can be found on page 1591 of your Pew Bible. Luke records, When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, and a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. And when Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. 
will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Well, the temple in the first century Jerusalem was a pretty busy place. Consider with me now the number of Jews that lived in the world during Jesus' day. And then let us consider all the ceremonial laws that required a trip to the temple in Jerusalem. The temple had to be a place of constant activity. So who knows how many parents brought their firstborn baby boys into the temple on the day that Mary and Joseph presented Jesus to the Lord? Who could know how many mothers were there for their rite of purification after giving birth? It To the rest of the people in the temple, Mary and Joseph and Jesus, they would just seem to be like any other family that were there fulfilling the law that God gave through his servant Moses. So how? How then were Simeon, how was Anna able to pick Jesus out of the crowd? How is that possible? How did they know that Jesus was consolation, he was redemption, and he was salvation? How did they know? How is it that the rest of the crowds didn't see anything special at all? The inspired words of Luke, they give us the answer. Luke connects Simeon to the Holy Spirit three times. Did you hear me emphasize that? Three times. The Holy Spirit was upon him, Luke records. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. Now, Luther reminds us in his explanation in the third article of the Creed. He says, The Holy Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies. The Holy Spirit called Simeon to faith. Luke tells us that he was a righteous and devout man. He was righteous in God's eyes. He was conscientious and a faithful believer. The Holy Spirit enlightened Simeon. The Holy Spirit told Simeon that he would see God's Christ before he died. The Holy Spirit gathered Simeon. And he led Simeon to the temple at just the right time to see Jesus. Now, Luke gives us the impression that Simeon was waiting for Jesus when Mary and Joseph 
brought him into the temple. And we can just imagine, just imagine waiting near the entrance to the temple and watching parents bring their firstborn sons to present them to the Lord. And then, when Mary and Joseph entered with Jesus, we can only imagine that the Holy Spirit was telling Simeon, hey, this one, that's the one. And can you imagine Mary's surprise when she entered the temple and this man reverently (laughs) removes Jesus from her arms and begins to worship him. Now, we might be inclined to downplay this event. We might even think and say, well, Wasn't it nice that God made this special arrangement with Simeon? The story about Anna is also really nice. These are truly heartwarming events. And one might ask, yeah, that's really nice, Pastor, but what has it got to do with me? So what? That's an okay question to ask. I'll tell you what. Just as the Holy Spirit led Simeon, and just as the Holy Spirit led Anna to Jesus in the temple, he also leads people to Jesus today. Amen? The Holy Spirit is the only way that anyone can see Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the only one who provides and strengthens the faith that allows us to see the truth about Jesus. Now look, I don't mean that no one else in the temple saw Jesus. Anyone who looked in the right direction would be sure to see Joseph and Mary and the cute little baby son. They would feel a sense of fellowship, more than likely, with the parents, since many were there to present their firstborn as well. They would feel the continuity of the traditions of the law. They would feel all these things and and more, but they would not, they could not understand that Jesus was special. They would not understand that here is God in the flesh, that here is the Savior of mankind. Now, much the same thing happens today. There are many, many people that believe in the historical Jesus. They will be quick to admit that Jesus lived on this earth. They will be ready to believe that Jesus did good deeds and and he taught good teachings. And he was a fine example for anyone to emulate. He's really a nice guy. And these people are ready to praise his bravery in criticizing the oppressive political establishment of his day. But anyone who is intellectually honest must agree that Jesus changed history in a big way. They must agree 
that his influence continues even to this day. They see the historical Jesus, but they don't see the Son of God come to earth. They see the historical Jesus, but they don't see the Savior of mankind. They see the historical Jesus, but they don't see the true Jesus. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal the true Jesus to our eyes through the gift of faith that he gives. The Holy Spirit opens our spiritual eyes so that we become aware of our need for a Savior. He shows us that we have not loved God with our whole heart and that we have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. He shows us that we have not done what God commands. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we see the reality of the terrible eternal punishment that our sins deserve. However, the Holy Spirit does not leave us in that predicament. No, he, he gives us the same faith that allowed Simeon and well, allowed Simeon to see God's salvation. And through that faith, we also see the salvation that God has prepared in the presence of all peoples. We see the baby in Simeon's arms grow up to take our sins and our guilt to that cross. We see the sword pierce Mary's heart as she watches her son suffer and die on the cross. But we also know that her son's suffering and dying, they, it frees her and us from sin. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes with the faith that allows us to see our sins taken away. The vision that we receive from the Holy Spirit also shows us Christ's triumph over death. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we see Jesus alive once again, risen from the dead, and now ascended to his throne in heaven. We see that he fills all things in heaven and on earth. He is with us always, even if we cannot see him with our physical eyes. The gift of faith that we receive from the Holy Spirit gives us the sight that we need to look at Jesus Christ and to see our Lord and Savior. Now, without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, people look at Jesus' life and they say, isn't it sad that he died so young? They think that 
my goodness, what he could have done if they wouldn't have crucified him on the cross. But with the Holy Spirit's gift of faith, we can see that the crucifixion on the cross is the truest expression of God's essence. We see that it was an act of salvation that is, as we say, look at what Jesus did through the crucifixion on the cross. Look what you did. Look what you did for all who believe. And later in today's service, let us remember Simeon's words as they are recorded in the gospel that we heard according to Luke. The Holy Spirit will use those words to remind us that we have not only seen, but also tasted our salvation as we receive the bread and the wine of the sacrament. The Holy Spirit will strengthen and keep us in the true faith of life everlasting. And it is in the name of Jesus. Amen.